Alright, welcome back to Forever Shy, Never Shy. You check it in right now with Forever Shy Terry. I have a beautiful co-host with me today, guest appearance today. I caught her off guard. Yes, Lord. Hi, people. I'm B Richie. Be rich. Her or be rich, all that good stuff from Broco Bobby Richie. Okay, okay, okay. Tell us some more about Broco Bobby Richie. When, okay. when when did Broco Bobby Richie come about? It came about with me being at school at Illinois Media School. Um, I was there from 2017, 2018. And with me doing um, radio TV as my major, we had to create all type of different little stuff. We had videos, we had commercials. I learned how to fly a drone. Okay. Um, just a bunch of different stuff. And with that different stuff that we had to do, I had to create like a 45 minute show radio show and with me creating that show it just gave me the layout of what it will be to create a real show shout out to my teacher keith like he's the um i want to say he's some type of director with programming at wgci right um with him like being my mentor he pretty much gave me the scope of everything i had to do my show so I did my show and he had it to be turned in maybe a Friday. I was so like adamant about it being good because we had selected music that we had to play in between. Like it was already picked out. It was Illinois media underground artists. And it was just like, I have to make this something like, oh, I'm being like on my podcast with no cursing. I had to make it something, okay? You can so. say whatever you wanted to. <laughs> Forever shy, never shy. Damn, I hate shy, bitch. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> say whatever you want to say. <laughs> oh, you just made my headphones come off saying that. <laughs> oh, the disrespect I just heard in these headphones. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, but with me doing that, I already had, like, a scope of how I wanted my show to go as uh. far as bro code. But... For the actual project, I didn't end up turning it in. It was due on Friday. I turned it in Monday. Like, please don't give me an F, but I just had to make it mine. Like, I hear this whack-ass music that I got to put along with it. I just needed to be good enough for you. Right. And by the time Monday came and he got back to me, he was just like, it was worth the wait. Like, you earned this A, so... With that layout, I created the bro code layout. Right. And, um, of course, it was way more stuff in there because it was 45 minutes with music. But for the most part, that's what made it come about. Like, that's how bro code was created. Okay. Okay. And how long? So, it's called bro code, right? Yes. Is it a bro on the show? <laughs> no, I am the bro. You, I'm you the, the bro, bro and the sis, okay? Okay. So why, why is it, what's why up with the name? Code? Yeah, why is it Roco? Um, ori- originally, the inspiration came from my best friend, Preston. Like, okay. he passed away. Shout out to P. Nasty. Graduated hey, eighth grade, you fire know, world. You man. know, you know, that's my best friend. Yeah. Um, But with him, like, we used to sit around and just talk. Like, i go randomly to see him. And when we when we seen each other, it would be unlimited conversation, like, the nastiest, dirtiest stuff that he did to females. Okay. Stuff he wanted to do to females. And it was just like, 
uh, comfort level that he had with me that right. I see that a lot of people have with me. Like, I'm just a cool individual. I'm so not that like, comfortable right now. I don't get it. Oh, you're not that comfortable. Nah, no, nah. why I'm not, not getting that vibe today. They you're lying <laughs> you're lying you're lying he's lying people you definitely get comfortable around me okay like right. i'm a pretty cool individual like uh, we'll see we'll see like we'll see. as far as talking like everybody could talk to me and you know so from there when he passed away i had you know like i have to do something i really want to follow my passion oh i'm sorry yeah <laughs> so yeah i really want to follow my passion but it just made me be like, okay, I have to do it. And I went back to school and I didn't know how I was gonna do it. With me creating that show, it just brought back all those type of vibes. And from there I created Broke Hope, I Be Richie. Okay, cool. Um, going into P Nasty, going into Preston, I was uh my freshman year of college. I went to school super late. So it was my freshman year of college when I heard about Preston. Um always one of them like light up the room type of like energy yes, like super energy cool super cool vibe. um never like a do too much type of person but very like just a, a person that everybody like to be around so when when you hit things about those like when you hit when something happened to someone with that type of energy is just draining even yes, if you wasn't the closest to the person we we weren't like we probably hadn't had a more than a 10 minute conversation since elementary school you know what i'm wow. saying we used to see each other a lot and I shot videos for Cody and stuff like that. Hello. And Preston was in a few of those in, in those videos around yeah. that time. Yeah. And I, I had just finished shooting some videos for Cody before I went back to school. Um, and I heard that was just crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it tore me up because we literally was supposed to be with him that night and we decided to go to another club. And with us going to another club, like I think I got home and I text my friend because I'm looking on Instagram. Like Instagram had really just started popping in. I'm looking right. on Instagram and I see him and somebody else picture in the background. And all I see is his braids. Like it was a Saturday um, when everything, like Saturday, Sunday morning when everything had happened. Like I'm texting her like, girl, we gonna go over there Sunday and talk about this party, talk about what happened to him at the party that he went to. It is gonna be crazy. And before I, I can really wake myself up, I was getting a call that he was in the hospital and he had been shot. So it was just like, Right. overwhelming to me by the time that I got to the hospital like literally walking through the hospital doors to meet up with everybody else he yeah. had just passed so it was a tragedy for me like it made me reevaluate my life and everything that I was doing right so um that kind of lead me to a different question it's just getting to know you and on a different topic different level uh, it's a big push for men's health for black men's health specifically or black people's health in general, but yes. it's a big push around black men's health and around black a lot of black men maybe having PTSD or black people having PTSD with the shit that we see on social media every day. You know, like um, we had the situation in, in El Paso where a guy comes into a Walmart shooting. They don't show the video, right? But like a cop shoots a black kid and they show that shit like every Regularly. other post. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's all over the news. And so it's a, it's a lot of talk about black people having PTSD from constantly watching that. And even more talk about um, people that come from these type of communities of South Side of Chicago, West Side of Chicago, things like that. Um, seeing things, you know what I'm saying? Seeing things that nobody should have to see, especially at a young age. Um, yeah. Lil Herb is coming, like, supposedly naming his next album PTSD. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think about that? Like the push behind men's health? And I think it's PTSD. very important. I think it's pushed by one of the gurus to do it. My fairy godfather, Charlemagne the God. Okay. Um, with him pushing it, I think it'll get more light as it yeah. should because a lot of people play it off. Like even with me talking about my best friend Preston, I just feel like a lot of people push things and the back of them so they'll be numb to a lot of what goes on naturally like once you become accustomed to death as sad as it is in chicago it's like you go numb to it you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to think about it it becomes normal or you use different coping mechanisms as far as weed drinking pills whatever you know you may choose it's just different things that people use to cope absolutely Absolutely. So to lighten the mood a little bit. Yes. Right? <laughs> Get on the lighter note. Please. Uh, so you see Scopa Tumana on Twitter. You on Twitter? A little bit. So you ever seen the term Scopa Tumana? No. What? That's like the unpopular opinion. Like you, you see. You know what? I think I did see a little bit of it. Like I might have. Yeah. I, I really don't be on Twitter how I should, but I seen like maybe one or two of them. Yeah. So basically, they say Scopa Tumana, and they put a topic up. Like it might be a rap artist. It might be the word just horny it might be the word um thanksgiving whatever so it's like what's your unpopular opinion your personal stance on this particular topic okay, okay. so i'm gonna throw a topic at you you're gonna give me an unpopular opinion on it oh god okay. all right all right i'm ready you ready for the first one chicago food what's your unpopular opinion on chicago foods okay you better not say nothing about uncle remy's being better than Harold's. get your south side car revoked I mean, no, I'm all for I'm all for heroes. I'm all for sharks. <laughs> like, mm, mm, the pizza ain't all that to me. Like, I can go, I could do everything else. Like, the pizza is pizza. Like, the pizza not so Giordano's not not that the pizza, pizza and Capri. the hot dogs is just like yeah, I'm fucking on hot dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal to me. Like, give it's me overrated. a gyro. Give me mouth sauce. Give me four wings with lemon pepper. Like, give me yeah. Chicago shit. Like. If we're talking Chicago. So, I mean, like, the deep, have you ate pizza in other places? Yeah. It's horrible. New York. Uh, New York. Like, the other, good. I New would York. say they, the yeah. other, you know, pizza. I think they food better than ours in general. That's the only city I, I can give it to. I don't know, because they, they food trucks was good. But for the most part, like, I don't, I've been somewhere everywhere, like, out the country, in, you know, the U.S. And for me, it's just like, you know, two popular places that I haven't been is LA and Vegas so I can't speak on they food trash but you know other than that I didn't have someone like there's no place well, like home what what city okay outside of Chicago what city do you feel like got the best food maybe maybe Atlanta too just because like they got mm. that down south southern that culture kind of food though because ain't nobody from there you go to Atlanta, like, it's hard to meet somebody from Atlanta. They'd be like, yeah, I'm, I've been for six years, but I'm from D.C. I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from, ain't yeah. nobody from, like, who the fuck from here? Like, <laughs> like Yeah, everybody that moved down there. But you talking about the food. If we talking about the food, they got yeah. that good comfort food. You got to go yeah. to they, you know, That's them cool. southern restaurants. You know who food was trash, shockingly? Who? New Orleans. I was shocked. I haven't the been there. Like that's like another popular garbage. place that I haven't been. But I'm like, I want the beignets. I want. I take two fish over New Orleans. But this, this is the thing though. When really, I was out there, two fish over New Orleans food. I would, I would, I would. Like but the thing, y'all been to New Orleans. Y'all been to New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans food. So this is the thing. Like 
I, when I went out there, I was talking to people, and I was like, why is the food trash? Like, not, not to be disrespectful, why is the food trash? And because uh, I thought the seafood, you know, it's like the seafood yeah, capital of America, like, it seems. Oh, as my a, God. How are um, you doing? And it? it was like, you have to go to somebody auntie house to get, the, like, good. the restaurants is not selling a good New Orleans food. What about Popeye's? I don't think I went to Popeye's in. I don't think I'm getting on the plane and going to Popeye's. <laughs> you still got to go there. Like, that's Louisiana. You're right, though. Somebody, I think somebody on my story is somewhere they end up being in New Orleans and going to Popeye's. And it was just like, it was a different type of, right. you know, experience at Popeye's just because that's where it originated from. I, I might should have went there then. Maybe. Maybe I missed that on one. Shit? I might have yeah. missed that on one. <laughs> oh, your phone ringing? No. Nope. Like, oh, oh. right, we on to our next we on to our next unpopular opinion. High school. I don't know, because I had a ball in high school. Like, Nope, nothing negative to say about Julian. Really? <laughs> what, really? <laughs> nothing to say really? negative about Julian. I'm so glad I ain't had to go to Julian. So when I was in seventh grade, I went to Fernwood. On the next block. When I was in seventh grade, I was in seventh eighth split because I was a fake smart. So like all the eighth I'm graders, fake smart. Yeah, like I, when I was in seventh grade, all the eighth graders I was in class with, they all graduated and went to Julian. And when I, by the time I got halfway through eighth grade, all of them had dropped out. They was oh, like, we are not walking. No, they had to, no, no. <laughs> they had all dropped out. They they said they had to walk through uh, the other side of the hundred third. They had to walk to ten tray to get to school, and they was like. The niggas is on our heels every day. Fuck this shit. They said fuck school. <laughs> and they did. That was because they was on some gang banging shit. If you was, they was on some smart shit like you, they would have got their ass out of the neighborhood. They would have just got their ass out the neighborhood. It would have been a breeze. Nah, I'm not accepting that. Just because mm. I did an eighth grade program at Julian. Right. So, so you was that in was, it early. That was one of the reasons I went to because I had like an English course there. So. By the time my senior year came, I had all like bullshit classes, like, but not really bullshit classes because it was really the things that I was interested in as far as journalism, computer imaging. I had um, radio TV as my major, so I had two periods of that. Right. It was just like a bunch of extracurricular classes, pretty much. But yeah, I didn't have no English class because I went there for eighth grade. And, you know, like, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing, sir. I would say my 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 stance on high school was like I didn't learn shit except for how to like deal with people. Nothing bad. Like, I became like a good judge of character, and I learned how to deal with people, which was a very very valuable lesson in life. Yeah. But definitely. I didn't learn nothing from eighth grade to college. I didn't learn anything. Like when I got to college, I didn't know how to like use a comma correctly. <laughs> I didn't know how to do algebra. It what was, high school did you go to? Why are you talking about Julian? Simeon. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, I was I, Simeon. I knew it. How did you know? I knew it because Simeon people don't know how to spell. Hey, like chill out, y'all, y'all don't out, know how out. to spell. Julian wasn't like, the best academic school either. Y'all got by on sports, like. Yeah. 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 I know. Sports, fashion, <laughs> shit like that. Exactly. Girls. We we didn't have. We had like the best girls in Chicago. I don't know Next about the best girls. I don't know about the best girls. Like, I'm pretty sure a couple of schools will want to argue with you about that. I ain't even going to say Julian because we, like, we was just like, the girls seemed like they was known for fighting. Or yeah, you was like part that. of that, weren't you? No. I heard about you. No, no. Did you some research. <laughs> no. I did some research. No, don't lie on you, me. No. You ain't do no research. 
Nah. I was a good girl. I'm surprised you. You like a you like a Morgan Park type. I I hung with the Morgan Park girls too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, okay. that's how I ended up knowing you know Cody and Preston, you know. Okay. Um. I knew you went to Simeon when you said the commas. What? Yeah, I was horrible. I was horrible. I actually got like a good. I'm a, <laughs> when I tell my story one day, cause I be telling them I'm a teacher now. Right. Oh wow! What school you teach at? I teach at Dunn Elementary School. Okay. Down the street. I can't say that. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're a teacher. Yeah, I'm a teacher. You know what I'm saying? And um, I teach kids, and it's crazy because I was such a bad student. Like I didn't go to school a lot in high school. Like I missed hella days. Like they had to like just. It was so many of us that was that should have failed senior year that they just let everybody go. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Simeon. Yeah, it, it was really bad. <laughs> I think it was like 90 people that was like qualified that wow. that meant all the requirements to graduate out of like 452. Wow. 492. God Kids. bless. What year you came out? 2008. Ooh-wee. Yeah, you were old here though. You tried it. Yeah. This grandma looks great, okay? <laughs> so, I'm going to tell my story. Like, nah, you came out to a year under me, like. Yeah, I was horrible too. I had like a 1.8 GPA. Oh my God, Lord! They let anybody teach. <laughs> Don't say that. No, my, I had kid a great, gotta, my kid is getting like, ready to go to school. I, I bounced Lord. back in college. I had like above a three point on college, so it was just okay. it was like the apple. I couldn't apply myself. I couldn't focus. It's me. It's crazy. Yeah, it for me with learning it's just like if it's not challenging, I'm not gonna be interested. So, right. I, like when I got to high school, I played. I mean, college, I played just because. It wasn't challenging enough for me, so I can understand Simeon not being a challenge for you. You just was like F school. Okay. I get it. I okay. get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nah, it wasn't. I can't. You, you kind of gave me an exit to kind of just like excuse <laughs> myself, but it, that wasn't really the thing. I was just lazy. I was oh. just lazy. I stopped caring. You know, uh, Simeon was kind of Simeon was pretty safe, but 79th was crazy. So talking about 79th was crazy. 79th was crazy. So I, I mean, not that crazy. Nah, say knife was crazy. And I had to deal with y'all on 103rd. I used say to take the bus and hop off on 103rd. You want to know something even crazier? Yeah. I went to school, grammar school on 79th. That's why I'm like, it ain't that crazy. You tripping. And I went to grammar school on the east side of 79th and came home to the west side of 79th. I used to go to school at Ruggles on okay. 79th and uh, Prairie. Yeah. And I lived on 79th and Loomis. It's not a good neighborhood on 79th Street from South from the lake to Western. It ain't one good neighborhood on 79th. That's the worst street in Chicago on the okay. South Side. It ain't I'm one good neighborhood on 79th Street. When I lived on 79th and Loomis, like. It was cool. Was maybe cool maybe block. the next. It wasn't maybe a good, the cool next, neighborhood. <laughs> not a cool neighborhood. But maybe if you go to the next block over, it was right. bullshit. You know, either side, like left, right, up, down. Yeah. But that block in particular, it was yeah. low key. So it was just like, nah, I, had I to could deal, deal with it. it. I, let me go stand on this bus stop on 79th real quick. Right. And it wouldn't be that maybe, bad. Maybe it's a girl thing, so I don't know. Being a 15, yeah, 16 yeah. year old boy on 79th Street at 4 o'clock in the afternoon when Hirsch getting out and Simeon is getting out and that shit was like a jungle. It was like. So it was like a jungle. It was. Yeah, it was like some yeah. bullshit every day. And then I had to get off the bus, 
and a hundred thousand hostages getting sent up, and Ooh. I know some of these niggas because I stayed I'm down like, the street. Oh. It was it was hectic. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't wearing no book bags to school because one of niggas finna jump for me, and <laughs> I had to drop my book bag anyway. So like we used to uh, like cool. they. Nah, I'm not gonna say we. They literally. Nah, you you was a part of that shit. I heard <laughs> of, I did my research, so I know. No, I'm gonna tell your story that. in a minute. Don't say that because mm-hmm. I was a one, a little angel. Okay. Um, yeah, like the Morgan Park bus used to get sent up. You know, the 103rd bus used to get sent up. Like, I used to be praying for y'all other schools, cause y'all ain't want yeah. no smoke. <laughs> but uh-huh. we, but Julian was giving out all the smoke. Yeah, y'all was a pretty, uh- y'all was a pretty bad school. It was pretty violent. It was, it was <laughs> so y'all was a pretty bad school. It was some shit. And, uh, I seen some wild fights in front of Hills. I was sitting on the porch when the when the blood hole thing happened right there on the hundred. Oh my god, that messed me up so bad. Yeah, that like, shit that took was, me out. That was my homie. Like I just seen everybody get off the bus homie. on Union and break out running. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I turned on the news. Like I wow. had just made it home. I had just made it home. Look, that's how I, I got PTSD. Maybe you probably do. I'm like, god, maybe I do. I had just yeah, got I can see home. it in your eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't lie on me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you can see it in my eyes. Um, maybe, but yeah, I had just got home and got a phone call that the bus had got shot up, and then right, right afterwards, a whole story came out. And then get up, uh, get home and see it on the news too. It was just like it's pretty damn big. By yeah. the time I made it to the hospital, we was on our way to the hospital, and we had just got the call that he died while we was on the way to the hospital, and the police had pulled us over. Me and my homie Troy that went to Simeon, actually. Troy, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Um, we was on our way there. As we were on our way there, police pull us over, and he was just like, you know, why are you speeding? He was just like, our friend just died or whatever. He was just like, oh, you said what? Your friend just died. Okay, well, there's no need to be in a rush then. Yeah, it be on bullshit. That don't and, even surprise me in the least and, bit. And we was in Oakland, so I was just like, I'm just so hurt right now. Like yeah, I really me. wish you could pull off right now. Like it was bad. Yeah, this police reckless. I just had a situation with police last night at Henny Q. Did you go to Henny Q? No, I didn't. You missed Henny Q? Yeah, Are you I sad? Did. You should be. It was lit. No, it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. You should. You should feel. Yeah, you should feel bad about that. <laughs> and I definitely was, was in lit. the house. I was definitely in the house. Like I don't have nothing to do. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, police is the white shirts was at the bullshit last night. Last unpopular opinion before we move on. All right, this is a sticky one because I know you're on cursing your show, so I don't know if you have a Christian show. <laughs> is it a Christian show? No, it's Do not. Y'all talk a- about sex on your show. Yes, we do. We have a okay. whole relationship question where we get to the nitty gritty. So be prepared for that. I'm, I'm with everything. You must don't watch this show. <laughs> it's about everything. So, unpopular opinion, sex. My unpopular opinion about sex? Yeah. Just overall? Yeah. What's your unpopular opinion? What is something that you hear all the time and you be like, nah, that shit ain't it? Head. Like, head is not all that to me. Maybe I ain't had nobody to do it right. Like, but it's not it's not the end all be all for sex for me like so oh that that's unpopular for, well i hear women say that sometimes i hear a lot of women say they never came in their life regardless of head or whatever so they kind of don't even have a preference which is bad i, can, I can't but, relate to that right. as far as never but head just ain't ain't it for you nah i never came mm. off head 
So for me, I like my friends clown me for it all the time. Like they get down on me for it, but like I was never into head until like probably like two years ago. But all through college, like my friend, like I wasn't so not into head at all. Oh, I was so not into. Head. I wasn't into it. I, I was cool on that shit. And my guys would be like, "Bro, you tweaking? Like that's better than sex. Like head is like better than sex." So like my guy would go like smash a girl, and like say her head was crazy. So like I go, you know, now I want to see, and then like. It wasn't shit. Like and I'm just like, bro, like is there something wrong with me? Like she like y'all bragging about that her head is so good and it's not. Like and um my homie was like, bro, like some somebody was like my homie was like, You never came out here for I'm like, nah. I'm like, bro, I just be chilling with He's like, nah, bro, you gotta like really try. You gotta like tense up and squeeze your ass cheeks come together and like tense up and squeeze focus your all ass. your energy into your dick and try to like he come. Wants and I'm just you like, bro, do yoga you, and you yeah. I'm like, that's not good. Like I, you just supposed to come from the shit um but yeah head is like awkward for me like, i can't <laughs> like like i don't even like getting here standing up Like i can't come from here standing up i gotta like gotta lay, lay down, down. Yeah. you gotta be in the zone you gotta be in your yoga piece. i gotta like really focus i gotta think about alicia keys and all type of weird shit. oh hell no nah. yeah the head just ain't for you we on the same page like yeah. but a few years ago i met a girl who like was like she was legit she, she, yeah. So she, your she prince charming your might be coming, <laughs> cause I I met a girl man, and I'm and like shit. I was what twenty twenty six at the time, so twenty six years of living. I finally met a girl. Yeah, I'm just real particular about like she can't like I got to be laying down. She can't be like right here. She has to be like to the side. <laughs> For real, she gotta be like off to the side. She gotta like I was trying twerk to or something while she doing with it. Without not snorting. You snorted like sure. I was really trying to keep my snorting to a bare minimum. Not she gotta be to the side. Yeah, I'm real particular about it. But you know what? Now that I think about it, like I don't want no nigga giving me no head with his booty up in the air. Like certain stuff is just like. Yeah, that's why I said. Nah, nah, sir, nah. <laughs> nah, come on. How do you how do you say that to a guy though? Like boy, get your ass out there. <laughs> like what what are, you, what are you gonna say? Like me? What you, you gonna say? Me being me, yeah, I damn near will say that. Like boy, get your ass out the air. Like that's just <laughs> <laughs> fuck around and kick him in his stomach. I'm sorry. Like how you gonna do that? Sorry. Come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. So um. That topic for the day we're going to dive into right now is um, cultural appropriation. Okay, so we think cultural appropriation, we often look at it as uh, a lot of white people who try to mimic black culture, whether it be how they dress, how they wear their hair. You might see white boys with braids or dreads. You might see white girls with, um, I remember they was calling them the Kim Kardashian braids. Like they go straight back. It's like black girls been wearing this shit. Forever. It's forever. And you know what I'm saying? Now that Kim Kardashian do it, it's like a trend. It's a thing. And it's like, it's some shit that we've been doing. Um, I'm not going to let you get so, down on my girl Kim K, though. Yeah, I don't fuck with her at all. Her. I, I could tell because you said something about her over there. And it's yeah. just like. So I'm going to read you um, something that I came across on Twitter. Um, that that kind of, it kind of got Twitter kind of lit. Okay. This dude, mm-hmm. is a, it's a black guy. This is a okay. black man. Okay. He says, black people will complain about racism, but gladly terrorize, bully, and oppress non-black people for something as little as a hairstyle. Meanwhile, y'all not even comfortable with your motherland. Darling, rock, talk, talking to the white girl. Darling, rock your braids with pride. 
let the assholes in the comments go hug a tree. What do you think about that? I feel like his his opinion is his opinion. He shouldn't be judged off his opinion, but at some points he's making a little sense. Like black people are our own worst enemies. We don't support our own businesses. You know, we stereotype each other the same way we don't want other races to do, we do it to ourselves. So it's certain points that he made that's just like, okay, I get it. But then too, um, a lot of times black people make fun of other races. Like, and when the shoe is on the other foot, we can't handle it or we can't take it. So it's just like, right. it's, it's how you look at this, like everything overall. Like, right. what is your opinion on it, sir? Um, I completely disagree with it. I thought it was bullshit. I disagree with it. Um, I do think, you know, black people, obviously, we make fun of other races. But I don't think it matters. And to a certain degree, why, though? Like, why Why um, does, why does don't it matter, but we get offended when somebody say nigga? Um, saying, using a racial slur and making fun of somebody is two different things. But I think that it don't matter because, like, even, like, me hating a Mexican person or disliking a Mexican person, right? It don't do nothing to their life. It's just like I don't like broccoli, so what? I don't like Mexicans, like so what? It doesn't. It's not hurting how do, anybody. How do you know that though? I don't have the power to not give them a job. I don't have a power to like oppress this person, right? So when I look at it, like when white people decide they don't like somebody, it's over for them. You know what I'm saying? So like for example, if um, Kim Kardashian, like let's say black women are like demonized for wearing uh, uh, a hairstyle, like it's not professional. You can't come to work with that. Um, you look ratchet. You look ghetto. It's you. My good old red hair. Yeah, like so. You look down upon for wearing this, right? For, so for 15, 20 years, this hairstyle been out. Black women been getting shitted on for wearing this. Kim Kardashian wore a hairstyle. Now it's a trend. Now everybody could wear it. It's the hottest shit out, right? So that I feel like that should make us feel away. Uh, the thing when you flip that and you look at like let's look at black males for example, we've been sagging our pants for how long? For how long, right? And the world white people look at that and say you look like a thug. Right. Yeah. So you associate that with danger, crime, all of these things. And that puts your life in danger as a black man. Because now if a white person decides I look like a thug because I'm sagging my pants, that means the media thinks I'm a thug. That means the world sees me as a thug, whether I'm a, whether I ever did a crime in my life or right. not. So you got an automatic target on your back. Yeah. Now when I'm walking the street, my life is literally in danger like other black people. Uh -oh. oh, yes. Come on. Uh -oh. Come on. All right. We got a caller. Can you hear me? I can't hear you, and I'm shooting right now. So you live on Forever Shot, Never Shot. What's going on? What you need? You called me. Yeah, I did call you, but now I'm recording, and now we live. So we talking what? about cultural appropriation, and since you just called in the show, we're going to ask you your opinion, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so um, we talking about cultural appropriation, and this is actually my co-host, Simone, she's not okay. here right now. Okay, I'm sorry you're not here, Simone. Like, so we got we, we could have had a whole lot of um, as Diamond and Crime Mob just said on a Breakfast Club vagina power, like, cause he <laughs> vagina power. Yeah, you need to watch the Breakfast Club. That's how I <laughs> keep up with everything. You know? So, so Simone, um, there's no vagina power here. So we have <laughs> B, B Richie uh, as our guest today, and the topic. Hey, is, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Pretty so, good. So the Simone, the topic of cultural appropriation. We we speak we broke spoke briefly about this about how you know 
black people can easily get offended when a race says something about us, but yet we talk about other races. And um, as much as, you know, we complain about racism, uh, we often do, you know, talk down on white people for wearing black hairstyles and things like that. Which you already know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm on the black side, 100%. What do you think? Uh, I, I, like you said, we talked about this earlier in the week. Um, so I feel like, I feel like I'm always going to ride with black people forever. But I think that the same, we got to keep that same energy, just like I feel like. We make fun, especially like in stand-up comedy and and things that nature. Like we make fun of like Asians. We may make fun of white people. We may make fun of all different types of people. We make fun of Arabs, all of that. Make, but the moment, make the it moment make sense that to them, sis, make it make sense to them because I was just saying the exact same thing. But the moment that somebody says something about us, it's like, are you a racist? Are you this? Are you that? Let's get them fired. Let's get them this. Let's get them that. And it's like. You got to keep that same energy. You get what I'm saying? You can't get up there and say, King um, Ting, or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Talking about how I don't know. They, like they, they make a bunch of different things, or, you know, make fun about Arabs, Arabs um, having like 7 Elevens, or, you know, uh, Mate they turbans. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, when you talk about cultural appropriation, uh, or the, um, what is that thing called? Uh, well, a lot of women they put it on a. It's, it's a. I guess it's not necessarily a term. It's like one of those Habib. things. Yeah. Um, and we put them on all the time. We don't know nothing about that shit. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I think that it's just inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all right. So um, I was kind of in the middle of, of a point when you called. So I'm gonna kind of just finish that and then reply to you, or okay. probably let be Richie reply to you. Um, so I was saying, like, um, when it comes to, like, uh, black people and our culture and things like that, so you, you might have women that get oppressed for years for wearing a certain hairstyle and then Kim Kardashian wear it, and now it's okay. Uh, I think black women should feel a way about that. Um, when you talk about, I was using the example of, like, guys, black males sagging their pants. Like, when we sag, we sag our pants, they label us as, uh, this is how thug dresses, blase, blase, right? Right. So now... When that happens and that gets to the media and that gets to the world, um, the world looks at us the way white people look at us. So if white people decide we look like a thug, we look like a thug to the world and we look like a thugs to each other. Like we also look at each other the way the media tells us to look at each other. So mm-hmm. now I'm in danger. Like the police is looking at me like a thug. Other people on the street look at me like a thug. So that kind of heightens the danger in my life. Then Justin right. Bieber can sag his pants and live like completely free of any of the shit that I have to go through for sagging my pants. So he stole some shit that I did and he couldn't, he can walk freely with it. It's cool. He's just a young urban singer. Like no one's judging him. No one's labeling him. None of that shit. You get what I'm saying? So for Mm -hmm. me, that's the problem with cultural appropriation as far as like, if I don't like a white person or if I, feel a way about a white person, it don't they don't have to give a fuck because it's not going to affect their life because I'm a minority and I don't have the power to harm them from my opinion. They have the power right. to harm us by their opinion. So I feel like that's it holds more weight on that on the, on the white side. I feel like yeah. for me mm-hmm. overall, um, when it comes to terms of who has the say-so, I feel like social media has the say-so at the end of the day. Okay. What social mm-hmm. media puts on you is what you look like, what they look at you as, pretty right. much. And for us as a race, we don't know what the next race go through because we're dealing with 
how we're looked at as a race and um, a topic, well, not even a topic, a point that you touched on earlier was just pretty much how black men are looked at and how black women are looked at. There's always going to be a difference in that lane. Right. But we don't know what the next race goes through because we're not that next race. We don't see, you know, what Hispanics are going through. We don't see what Arabians are going through. Like, mm -hmm. even with this whole ICE situation, like, that's something that we'll never we be able to. We don't have to experience. Yeah, we'll right never now. have to understand. Uh, we, we've been through some similar shit now. It was, it was 500 years ago, but. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, in, in this day and age, being yeah. taken away from your kids, families right, right, being ripped right. apart. Directly, we would never understand it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also, we got to consider, it. we have different struggles than our ancestors have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, and I'm, not, I'm not taking away from the struggles that we have today. Um, but they're going, like you said, they're going through the similar things that our ancestors are going through. You get what I'm saying? And we like, that is wild, but we don't even know the hat. Right. They exactly. feeling it. And, and a whole you get what I'm saying? They feeling right. it right now. Think about how we will feel if that's right. what we were dealing with right now. And we, we got a whole different type of generation. We come from a whole different cloth. A lot of us sensitive as fuck. A lot of us want to cry, crying about shit that, you know what I'm saying? Don't our really matter. Like, Exactly. Our answers be like, give me them problems. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, um, I think that, like you said, we're we're super. Um, we don't want to be. We don't want to be talked about. We don't want to be touched. Like we don't. We you can't say shit about a black person. Yeah, we super sensitive. But a black person can say everything about too. Right. You get what I'm saying? Um, and it's different. And a lot of people compare it to what we were enslaved for. You know, four hundred years. This next. But we weren't enslaved by Mexicans, and we weren't enslaved by Arabs, and you know what I'm saying. But we Asians. talk about they Asians. We, right, we and, and 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 to my point, as far as I, I feel like when you know Mex, like when we go, when the minorities go back and forth, it don't hold. It's just like me roasting you right now. It really don't. Like, oh, no is it right? You know what I'm saying. You can't say I can't say something about you then get sister when you say something about me. I do agree on that standpoint. I just feel like none of it really hold no weight. You know what I'm saying? It only really hold weight when you got somebody who's a minority who can really oppress you and fuck your whole life up by they having yeah. an opinion on you. Um, um, I think yeah, I think it holds weight, especially if black people black people don't care if it's don't black people don't care who you are. You get what I'm saying? Of course we gonna we gonna feel differently for white people, but let an Asian person say something about us, we getting them fired. You get what I'm saying? Especially if it's on social media. We who is this? Yeah. Who is she? Like you I said, like I said, find a job, find them. It don't matter if you're Mexican. It don't matter who you is. You say something about black people, black people like, oh no. Right. But we got, we got hella. Like you said, we got hella comedians. People stand up. Like that, that, that woman the other day, she made a uh, joke about uh, Triple like, X, right? Right. Um, made a whole joke about Triple X and his death. People got her fired. Motherfuckers make jokes about she everybody. Was white. Yeah, black motherfuckers get canceled now too on the comedians. Don't don't get it twisted. No, like a black motherfucker say the wrong thing, they get canceled. It it's going back to my point as social media dictates what's right. okay and what's not okay. Right. Because she was. Because motherfuckers been making jokes about um, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm everybody saying Lavar Ball just got canceled off ESPN for like the smallest thing he said to a Latino woman. Uh, I mm -hmm. want to take it. Like I want to take my game to. I take my game to the next level with you. He canceled ESPN. Can't come back on. He banned. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. it it, yeah. it it work on both sides. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's fair game. I do agree with y'all. Like you can't be sensitive if I uh, on that note. 
But um, another another side of cultural appropriation to me is that like we do it a lot. Like, and Simone can test on that. Like, we we can't like. It's one thing. I only have a problem when it when it comes to like things that affect our daily lives. But when it comes to like music and fashion and shit like that, we do it a lot. Like, I think through probably forever throughout the years of black people being in America, we've always had our own lane of fashion. Yeah. I think now uh-huh. we're dressing more European than probably we ever have. You get what I'm saying? We used to take they shit and kind of mix it with our swag and shit like that. Now mm-hmm. it's like niggas is like European head to toe. Like, about European you know what I'm saying? Like as far as the mm-hmm. designer shit. Yeah. But then too, like, I think it's all just a big mix. Like I said, at the end of the day, for me, what I look at and see is social media make the rules. Right. If it wasn't for social media, where would a lot of us be today? Where would a lot of our opinions matter? Like, right. it wouldn't. Ah oh, man. Ah, uh, we lost Simone. So, I mean, yeah. So even like, uh, I look at like Nicki Minaj. Um, she makes a lot of EMD music. Um, Lil Wayne kind of crossed over to the rock and roll lane. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, even though a lot of people would say black people invented rock and roll, it's still like white people kind of adopted that into their culture. We left it alone. Um, who else you got? Old Town Road. That was like a big issue. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, a big issue and a big hit too. Yeah, I don't think we stay. We don't really stay all the way in our lane as far as culture. And we but don't. when a white person do it, we like Post Malone come through. It's kind of like who the fuck is he? Like yeah, when Six Nine come through, it's kind of like I'm uh, it's a problem. Think. I really just seen like a commercial or something. It was something for some type of show. God, I can't think. Maybe no, it was a trailer for Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and they're getting ready to have a white artist on there, a white rap artist. I can't think of his name, but um, they pretty much asked him, like you know, his comfortability with being a rap artist in pretty much a black male-dominated field, and he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not about me being comfortable; it's about pretty much y'all being comfortable and accepting that. It, I'm gonna do music, and this is the type of music that I'm gonna do. Right. So it's just like it's different lanes for everybody. What we accept yeah. at the end of the day, I don't feel like it's on me. It's about what social media adapts to. Right. Um. So I want to get a little bit more, like, kind of like on the subculture of cultural appropriation. So we're talking about white and black. Let's talk about cities. How does it, how do, what do we think about it when it comes to cities? Because when I go a lot of places, sometimes, ever since Chief Keef blew up, right? Sometimes it's just, it's kind of, it does kind of annoy me to like hear some of the variations of how people like take our lingo and, say, and use it a slang. different way. Yeah. And like that, oh my God, when that got worldwide, it killed me. Yeah. Like, they didn't change the meaning so much that I don't even remember what the first meaning of it was when it was in Chicago and like originated. Right. It was just like, yeah, they do it regularly. Like. Yeah. So I don't know, like that. That kind of irks me sometimes because I got people from Atlanta that tell me Cap came from Atlanta. They'll tell me like certain shit that I know came from Chicago that I heard like Future started saying this shit in like 2015. I know niggas was saying this shit since 2012. And I was gonna say he got it. They got to think that Future got Chicago ties, right? And his ties go back that far. Like he has those type of ties, and it's just like 
come on now, Chicago is a pretty creative place. Like a lot of music influence stemmed from when Chief Keef came out. Yeah. Like, so even the way that we rap today is, you know, a form of the city. Yeah. All right, so um, before we wrap it up, I do want to touch on Iggy Azalea because she's somebody who, like, always catch heat for cultural appropriation. Uh, she is white. She's from Australia. Um, as far as how she dresses, how she wears, you know, her her style is, you know, it looks... It's urban. It's very urban, and she always caught the heat for that. And she, um, ha her body is, like, she's shaped like a black woman. She um, cold. I ain't gonna. She cold. Hate. Yeah, she cold. I ain't even gonna hate on Iggy. She cold, but I don't know. It's just something about her that I can't rock with. Um. So let's see. She was asked in an interview by BET about culture, cultural appropriation, and um, these are some of her comments. Um, I'm still gonna. So they were basically asking her, you know, how she feels about the backlash on the internet. And things like that. And her response was, I'm still going to make the same type of music and still be ridiculous and larger than life. Um, so I can't be that fucking worried about it. Sorry about it. Um, so she she was pretty, like, direct. I would say straightforward. With she's pretty much straightforward. She's not going to change who she is just because us as a society don't feel like it's politically correct or not even politically correct, but who she should be. Yeah. You know, so everybody, at the end of the day, when we come out, of the womb, it ain't for us to say, oh, I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. It's around who we around that give us a vibe that make us want to be who we are creatively. Absolutely. And that's what it is for her. She want to be a creative person in her own right. Like, I don't necessarily rock with her because I just feel like maybe it's not who she is as a person. Right. She don't come off genuine to you? No, I don't. I, but then, too, I don't know her. I never listened to her music. So it's just like right. I listen to a couple of her songs. I can't relate other than a couple of her songs, like her radio hits. So it's just like right. I don't know if this who she is regularly. I don't know if she probably was raised or been around black people all her life. Because majority of the time, if you're of another nationality and you're around black people, you tend to adapt to that culture. Right. Like you attend to, I mean, you tend to sound black. You tend to dress like us. You you tend to start eating like us, so you have that shape like us. So it's just like, <laughs> what you gonna eat to get that shape? Some chicken, some mashed potatoes, you know, rice, yeah. cabbage. You your rice and your cabbage. I'm gonna send the next chick out there the meal plan. Let me take notes. What you talking about? Mashed potatoes and chicken. That's gonna get you that iggy azalea, your body. Papaz, that New Orleans Papaz. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like with, with Iggy, it's tough. Some of the other comments she was saying was more so speaking towards, um, she's like, basically, you don't have to be black to deal with some of the experiences of, like, struggle and things like that. Like, you, you don't have to be back black to grow up poor and rap about it. You don't have to be black to feel oppression and rap about it. You know what I'm saying? And I do think that. Um, because black people have been through so much at different er different times that it's kind of hard to remember that, like, the other people go through shit, too. Yeah, like, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, but then that takes me back to the point that I said earlier. We can only relate to our struggles because they're our struggles. Like, we don't absolutely. know what the next race has been through. Like, I feel you I'm that. like, I, I don't know if she's been around black people, and that's why, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, she do come. She do come off a little weird though at times. Um, last thing before we Not get up out of here. Me, I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Epstein. Epstein. I don't know if it's Epstein. Or Epstein. Billionaire oh, accused boy. of sex trafficking, a disgusting crime. Pedophilia, all that good stuff. I feel like R. Kelly next. And uh, uh I'm a sex trafficking. <laughs> no, he he's not already been charged for that. Right. Yeah. You I'm think he's gonna go down for the trafficking? I know he's a pedophile for sure. I'm just saying, but as far as killing himself. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. I hope not. Yeah, they say he's very emotional in there, so. That's he's tough. been begging and pleading for bail, like this man has been. So you know, I don't put it past that. You know, he might try. So Jeff um, Epstein. Um, billionaire arrested. Um, they gave him no. They didn't give him a bill, which was smart. I mean, he's a billionaire. He's gonna pay it and get out. Absolutely. Um, he's probably gonna. He's obviously a huge flight risk because he's a billionaire. Uh, he doesn't get a bill. He's found on July twenty third um, in his cell with marks on his neck, unconscious. Um, and they were saying it might have been an attempted suicide. So he goes on suicide watch and he has a psychological evaluation every day. He gets off suicide watch July 29th, six days. And go crazy. Did that sound a little crazy to you? You try to kill yourself and you get on suicide watch or psychological evaluation for six days? That's, I don't, but see, I don't know law. I, right. I, can't, I can't speak on that because okay, I don't okay, know okay. what it's like to be in jail and what they process is. Like, I don't want to be putting my foot in my mouth and be like, right, you right. know. Well, just to, maybe, I don't know, this might give a little context, but. I got a homie who got stabbed and with no real, you know, it didn't do no real damage other than st- it was a wound, just a regular wound. And he was he was able to sit in the medical wing for two and a half months. So this nigga's on cycle. <laughs> he's on suicide watch but for six days. But you got to think, like, but he, with him being stabbed, he was around other inmates. Absolutely. And, and I don't know how the wound, no wound stuff work. But then, too, he tried to do this to himself. He ain't have nothing but marks around his neck. So right. if he telling them, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, they probably did put him back, you know, in yeah. his cell and let him be. It just seemed a little irresponsible to me. Um, that's all. And then, okay, then he get, he ends up killing himself maybe two weeks later. He ends up um, committing suicide. He's found, you know, dead in the cell. It's a few con- conspiracy theories about this out already. One of the theories is. Oh, y'all. I love Black Twitter. Look, Black Twitter, what they. uh, I I can't even get it out. Come on, say it for me. So, one of them is that, you know, with him being a billionaire and having so many ties with other billionaires and running a sex trafficking ring, um, there was a fear that he was going to tell on everybody, which, of course, he was going to say. He's a fucking billionaire in jail. He's going to tell. He's telling on everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, they had him killed. That was a theory. Like, he was probably going to take everybody down with him. They didn't want him to talk. They had him killed. Um, you buying that one? I'm not buying that one. It, it's illogical. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like, feel like he might have did it himself. Like he he couldn't take that being in jail. Like when you, for me, I just feel like when you a pedophile, it's certain stuff and a certain lifestyle that you used to living. Right. When you can't live that lifestyle, it gets to you. Right. It got to him to the point that he was just like, I'll pay whatever for bail. Just get me out of here. Right. And on top of that, you know, when you're in jail with that type of crime, you're looked at a certain type of way. 
it don't matter, you know, if you was going to tell on people or not, you still looked at a certain type of way just because you did this type of crime. Yeah. With, I would say with that, he probably got taunted in jail, beat up, scared to come out of his cell, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I'm pretty sure he's not in contact with nobody in jail as a billionaire. I'm pretty sure he put up real nice somewhere. Maybe. Watching TV but all day. Maybe, but how we know? Yeah, you know, right. like, we don't know that. He could have been put in general population just because let's fuck with him. <laughs> um, this is my conspiracy theory. Come on, what's your... I, got, I created my own. But I, I, I seen I another nigga say the word. same thing. God. Conspiracy theory? Yeah, try it out. Just try it. Say it slow. I can't. That just first, try it. That first one is... Nope, it ain't coming out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is my theory. Show me the body. I don't think he did. I don't think he killed himself. I think he disappeared. Show me the I think he got enough money to disappear. When is the funeral? Why is black people like that? Because I don't believe shit that they say. I don't believe that this man killed himself. I don't believe that as a billionaire... Uh, sex. If you was a billionaire sex trafficker, you probably feel like you live. Obviously, you feel like you live above the law. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So I don't believe that you sat in jail for a little while and felt like I have no hope. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm pretty sure you felt like after I'm gonna no, beat after this the shit. No I got bail? Enough, I'm pretty sure he felt like he had enough money to beat this shit. And that's what I'm saying. After he got like he went to court, I'll do whatever. I pay this, that, and third right. amount of money, and I mean, he it was going just like, yet. and he got denied bail. Yeah. That was the end I'll be off of him. Like, no, I'm really so. finna sit in here. Like, I right. really gotta wait. The trial, they really must got something on me. If I gotta wait till a trial, I might as well just say, fuck it. Show me the body. That's just like these people are Kelly. Show, show me his show body. Show me the sex tape. Y'all can't see the sex tape. These is kids. I saw the sex tape. He did no. that shit. <laughs> Tell me he did that shit. Whatever they say he did, he did that shit. He did that shit. No, but... I'm talking about I saw the shit. I was like 10 when I saw the shit. It was wild. I'm as talking fuck. about the new ones. Everybody, I want to see the new I don't need to see the new ones. I saw the old ones. It's wild. But even with the new ones, like, that's still child porn. Y'all know they were selling this stuff as DVDs and on the street because if yeah. you got caught with that, you're getting charged. Like, mm. for child, pe- like, that's strong. Yeah, yeah that's child that's, pedophilia. That's, like, yeah. that is wild, though. Because I think when my, when my auntie bought it at home, like, she bought it, I was like 10 or 11. I remember this shit. I and when we when we found the tape, like it was like a cover, like a nigga had made, like a it looked like a real like a different like, like type she bought of that movie. shit out of Best Buy or something. It had a real cover on it and everything. It was reckless, it was wild as hell. And at, at ten, I didn't look at it like it was child porn. The girl was older than me, shit. Exactly, but, but then not, you're not that you're saying that is like that's, that's you, crazy. You Niggas was out here selling that. child porn. Yeah, you can't that's see that. That's why I'm like, yeah. if anybody see it, it's gonna be the jury just because they have to see it for evidence sake, like. Right. We not just finna be out here seeing all the latest tapes that he got now. No, yeah, these kids was that. minors. Like, I need to see that. Yeah, show me the body though. I don't believe this nigga's <laughs> dead, yo. This nigga's not dead, bro. He paid to disappear. He with Tupac. I would say, oh, so you on your Tupac theory? Nah, Tupac dead. Yeah. I mean, Tupac is dead, but <laughs> you ain't just see his latest picture on Instagram. Nah, who it was? He had a new picture. He got a new picture. Nah, like a couple of. Nice son, I think said he was still alive. You ain't see that? That was a minute. It was a minute, a minute ago. Like the beginning of this year, Tupac was alive. Tupac have a funeral. What was Tupac funeral at? We gotta oh do God. our research. Oh he God. might still be out there. Nah, but this white dude was still out here somewhere. He paid to disappear. I don't believe that. We ain't never gonna know, but I don't he paid believe to disappear. that. I don't believe that. 
I but. just for for me, I just feel like let him rest. Let uh, my let my good Gemini brother rest. Who? Tupac. The pedophile dude? Oh. No, Tupac. No, I ain't dare talking about the pedophile. All right. He. So your birthday just passed. Yeah. When was it? June nineteenth. That's what's up. That's what's up. You an old head. All you right. steady trying it <laughs> like you ain't one year younger than me. Steady trying it. Disrespectful. All right, B. Richie, we appreciate you for coming on the show. You welcome back. No. Whenever you want to come back. I I mean, yeah, I have to come back when it's all the co-hosts with you. Yeah. But, you know, you're welcome to my show this Tuesday. Right. You know, so I can hear all about your podcast, your co-host, what you have going on. And, of course, we're going to dive into the relationship stuff. You know, we're going to have the popping topic, which is going to be about podcasting overall. That sounds that sound lit. Yeah, sound you lit. know, so make sure y'all tune in to Bro Code Bobby Richie as well as Forever Shy, Not Shy. All right, man. Shout out to Trophy Gang Nation. Oh, Trophy Gang Nation. You got to shout them out before you get on. Say shout out to Trophy Gang Nation. Shout out to Sour Patch Media. Sour, <laughs> Sour shout pa- out to Sour Patch Media. Yeah, and shout out to who? Trophy, Trophy Gang. Gang. Trophy Gang. Shout out to Trophy Gang. It's all black men. It's trophies. I don't know about that because I ain't found my trophy yet. So yeah. shout out to Trophy Gang. You'll run that worse one day. Why does it always have to end up like this? Because you's a bitch.